Attention seniors on Medicare and Medicaid or receiving extra help for your prescription drugs. We have great news. You can change or enroll into a Medicare plan every three months if you qualify. All from the comfort and safety of your own home. Over the phone. No one even needs to come to your home. And in minutes, we'll tell you all about some additional new Medicare benefits for you. Like dental, vision, hearing, transportation and more. Call us. We'll explain all your new Medicare benefits. Premiums are as low as $0 per month. Even if you are not paying anything for your coverage now, you need to call our licensed agents to review your plan. There are zero-cost plans available in some areas. Don't wait till next year. Get all the Medicare benefits you deserve. Call a licensed agent today. 800-461-2114. 800-461-2114. That's 800-461-2114. Paid for by Senior Choice Plan. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to our numero dos, our number two here on Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin filling in for Fred Penny. I get to sit in the big chair, which you know what is almost identical to the chair I sit with over on the left. And uh, I don't know. I think mine's a little more comfortable. I didn't. I didn't pull that one around. Fred's on assignment to the right here. Denise Dirks, you ready to go for hour number two? There, Denise. I'm ready. All right. She's got the seat belt on. She's rearing up. She's putting the. Uh, she's putting the black paint underneath the eyes like the football players the eye do. Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, uh, yeah. she's she's chalking her hands like it's. She doesn't even know what sport we're playing. It's either football, pool, or baseball. <laughs> and what he doesn't see is the whip in my back pocket. No, I saw. Oh, he's ready to take no, out no, that whip. No, no, I saw the whip. Behind the behind the glass, Cal Hunter, how you doing? Fine. When you say the big chair, it's not like those double wide chairs in medical offices, you know, that are just like a regular chair but twice as wide to handle folks who have ample girth. No, no, not not like one of those. Not like one of those. Okay. Certainly not like the Game of Thrones Iron Throne yes. or anything like that. We got to get of, one of those. Made That'd out of cool. a thousand swords of your defeated enemies. So the. Uh, so the legend was supposed to have gone. Or by a very good set designer. Very, very, yes. One a, of the two. Yeah. One of the two, yes. So, uh, so here we are. Uh, last hour, last hour we did our case and no case, then spent a lot of time talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. In fact, that's, that's what we talked about almost exclusively. And if you want to catch that, you missed that. We're moving on to other topics here for the, uh, for the remainder of the show. But if you want to catch that, our podcast, which is essentially the show we have here put up on radiolawtalk.com or on almost every venue where you can find podcasts, just look for Radio Law Talk. And and that should be up when, Denise, by about next Monday? Yeah, you know what? It just depends. Um, sometimes it starts on, on Sunday. Sometimes it's Sunday night, sometimes it's Monday morning, but it's usually in that time frame. How do you know Denise is a lawyer? Because depends. she says it depends. <laughs> it depends on if the webmaster is in an ambitious mood or if the uh, show producer gets the files to him on time. All of those things are variables. Yeah, there yes. was a Call of Duty uh, tournament going on this <laughs> exactly. weekend. I didn't get to upload it till Monday. 
But uh, he always knows it's going to be recorded, so he doesn't worry about missing the show. No, not at all. <laughs> so that's uh, that's where you can catch the uh, discussion on Kyle Rittenhouse and the verdict there. And obviously, we'll 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 keep our finger on the pulse of further developments. You know, what happens down the road? I mean, look once a once a criminal case is over with, then. You got to deal with potential federal suit, which you talked about, federal criminal prosecution, which you talked about, and and then the civil case. Civil liability. Yes. And so we'll see how things go forward there. We also had a case or no case, and I'm still one point away from, well, one point away from not having to treat my co-hosts to dinner on my own dime. If I win, then all three of us are entitled to a meal, so it's, it's Dutch. But, Cal, you got another one for us? I do, and here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. You know, although some states are cheaper than ours in California, nobody likes to pay automobile registration fees. One way around that is for some people to cobble up temporary car tags that indicate the vehicle's newly purchased. And then they keep putting new fake ones on every couple of months to try to, you know, to fool the gendarme. So I take you now to Texas where Travis Justice Bodine had a job working at the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles and a side hustle, ginning up temporary tags for very few few people who were in the know. Travis would work his window in Austin, Texas, and somebody, I'm sorry, Houston, did I say Austin, Houston, Texas, and somebody would provide his counterfeit tags always for under-the-table cash, paid in the parking lot. That's how it went. Until Lamar Andrus came in and got his fake tags, which he would get every three months. And he got pulled over anyway. Police ran the tags and realized something was a sconce, and Lamar spilled the beans. But the story doesn't end there. Lamar said Travis didn't keep his end of the agreement because he provided substandard counterfeits. And he asked his lawyer, his lawyer, if he could go to small claims court to try and recover his payment to Travis and the hundreds of dollars in fines and fees and penalties he had to pay to the DMV. <laughs> he was upset. Okay. So, so dude, dude, does he have a cause of action against the guy who sold him the fake tags? Hey, you, the breach is, you know, you, your fake tags cost me to get prosecuted for violating the law. You told me I wasn't going to have that happen. Well, that's the question, and I'd like to know what Denise thinks about this whole radio law talk scenario. Yeah. Well, Maybe some people don't know this, but this is true. You cannot enforce a contract that is void as against public policy. And this would be one of those types of contracts because it is an illegal counterfeiting scheme. And there is no court that's going to enforce that illegal counterfeiting scheme in any way, shape, or form, even by breach of contract, which would be what he would have to sue for. Mm. Or he could sue for, you know, providing illegal tags. However, he knowingly was involved in that scheme. And so he would have unclean hands come into the court, and he would not get relief from the court. So this is not a case. All right, that's fair enough. Not a case. Uh, Denise, how many points do you have? I just hit the magical four zero. Okay. And and Fred has four, four, 44. 44, and I have 49. You have 49. Are you, wait, can we put some, we didn't put anything to risk. 
Of what, yeah, we were going to do the double or whatever, but we didn't do we'll that do first that next hour. hour. Okay. We'll do that. And, oh, and Todd darn. can go below. If he should win this hour, he can go below that next hour if he doesn't get it right. So, oh, so we'll yeah. play through the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so. And then what do you get? You need to get more points. That's though. okay. It's just not. It's not. A, it's not in the system. I would think if I fooled one of you, I should get a half a point. A half a point for every one of you I fool. That's what I think. That's. Just I actually me. think you should get one point. Okay, Cal, you're the one for who created full. case or no That's case. Right. You know, way back in the day. So. <laughs> You know, I think you get to set the rules. Look, my so Denise, you said no case, right? Correct. No case because the defendant would have unclean hands because you can't have a breach of contract if the contract is for an underlying illegality anyway. And I agree with you, Denise, in that analysis, and that's why I say it is a case, and that's why it was dismissed and he loses. So I say that this is a case. But because of the same analysis that Denise put out, that's why he did not prevail, and a judge somehow tossed it. And that was great analysis, Todd. And Denise, likewise, great analysis for you. So the bottom line here is somebody is going to, once again, be uh, unhappy. And the person who's going to be unhappy, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) is... Todd Cunard. (laughs) Unhappy. And for Denise Dirks, yay. Next time, we're going to talk about bottled water and floating little bitlets of plastic. Can you just play the unhappy thing for me now just to get it (laughs) over with? Unhappy. There you go. I'm glad to anytime. <laughs> All right, folks, we've got about a minute left before we, uh, a little more than a minute left where we hit our uh, quarter hour break after the starting of the second hour. Go ahead, follow that one. A train leaves Texas traveling. That's what that thing sounded like. Um, we got some things we're going to talk about. The InfoWars defamation slash libel. You like the way I did that. Lawsuit against the uh, uh, InfoWars host, Alex Jones. We're going to talk about an interesting development in that case. And a rare ruling that the court made. John Gruden suing the NFL, and I think uh, he may have a leg to stand on. And Kobe Bryant's widow, well, she won on a similar issue previously, and now she's going to have to do something that she doesn't really want to do per her lawyers. We'll tell you what that is. The court says she's got to turn something over, and uh, hmm. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So you're listening to Radio Law Talk in your favorite radio station. Catch us on radiolawtalk.com, and we'll be back after these messages. So you're saying John Gruden threw a penalty flag at the NFL, and after further review, well, we'll, we'll find out about that <laughs> coming up. Stay tuned. There's much more Radio Law Talk right here on your radio or your listening device, wherever you're hearing us. We're glad, and we appreciate you. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-
uh, way back in the day. What was, what was his history, Cal? He was with the Raiders, then he left the Raiders and went to Tampa Bay yeah, where he, he won a Super Bowl. He took them to the NFC Championship and the famous Tom Brady Tuck That's game. That's right. right. And then he went that next year to Tampa Bay, got Raiders in the Snoop, Snooper Bowl, and knew how to – he coached him and knew the personnel very, very well. So can you – yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew the personnel really well and beat Tampa, uh, beat them with Tampa Bay. And yep. that was it. And the Raiders were enamored with him ever since because he was the only living coach they had or one that able to coach that took him to a championship. So they wanted to get him back. So he was, so he was with the Raiders. Yep. Then he leave, then doesn't win a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Nope. Then Takes him leaves, to the, the AFC championship. That's right. Game. Leaves right. the Raiders, right. goes to Tampa Bay. Right. Tampa Bay plays the Raiders in the Super Bowl. And he beats yep. the Raiders. Yep, <laughs> love it. And, and then and then he went to ESPN. Yes. Now that's where it. That's where it. And then later came back to coach for the Raiders again. Started. This would have been his fourth year of a ten-year contract. Well, he ran a quarterback academy and yep. did some other things along with his Monday night analysis. But it was when he was playing Monday night analysis that things happened that apparently got him in a little trouble. That's right. So so apparently he was sending emails back and forth to. Uh, the owner, I think it's Paul Allen, or Allen, of the uh, Washington football team, now known as the Washington football team. Who used to work for him in Oakland, by the way. Yes. And so, so he's sending emails there. And nobody knew about these emails at all. Nothing at all about these emails. And then, back in early 2020, as a result of a, an article in – it was either the New York Post or the Washington Post, but it was essentially – would make sense if it was the Washington Post since it's the Washington football team, essentially talking about alleged harassment taking place within the Washington football team organization. And as a result of that, the Washington football team immediately started their internal investigation to workplace harassment. Shortly thereafter, the NFL took over that investigation, but the Washington football team continued with their investigators. So you had parallel investigations going. Long and short of it is around uh, summer of this year, the NFL imposed a pretty hefty fine for violations they had found against the Washington football team. And shortly thereafter, there were emails Emails that came out as part of the investigation that were leaked to the public, and the emails were between John Gruden and the then uh, Allen with the Washington general football manager, team. general manager doing, yeah, yeah. with the Washington football team. And without going into detail, we'll just say these uh, Bruce these, Allen, yeah, Bruce Allen, yeah. and these emails are described as being quote racist, misogynistic, homophobic comments, otherwise unflattering. Yes. And and the and showing oh, poor character, perhaps. Yeah, well, yes. at least for that moment, certainly, yes. And yeah. ultimately, uh, John Gruden, after a, into this season, uh, stepped down as the head coach of the Washington Raiders or <laughs> of the Las, the, Vegas Las Vegas Raiders, and has now filed a lawsuit wait, against wait, the wait, NFL. Wait, were any other emails released? The ones between no. the Washington Redskins, where all of this big mm -hmm. fine came out? Six hundred eighty thousand no. emails. The and the NFL says those were the only ones. <laughs> That they found offensive, hmm. which I don't know. I, that's that just. A, I mean, how can they they um, charge a fine against the Washington team and not find that any of the emails that their team had done were wrong? Right? I, it just doesn't well, make any makes sense. Makes you wonder. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so here we have Gruden is filing a lawsuit because he is alleged. He has filed. He is alleging that the NFL, the NFL, 
was the entity that leaked the emails, the selected emails, and his allegation, his lawsuit, is they did that to undermine his career and interfere with his contract. He had a 10-year, $100 million contract. He was in year four. And, and to get him out of the NFL. Oh, by the way, these emails were not sent while he was employed by the NFL. They were sent when he was an employee of ESPN. He was not going to hire him back, but that's okay. That's yes. a done deal. Right. And so and so he is filing it. And and he, he claims that the NFL was the source of the leak. Remember, there were two competing investigations going. You had the NFL doing their investigation, and the Washington football's own internal investigation was still going. And that was a law firm that did that, I think, yes. an outside law firm. Yeah. And so this, uh, this, this lawsuit he has filed, we're, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this, but this is where the discovery part comes in. Discovery, not as in Columbus discovered the new world, but discovery in terms of exchange of information, requests from the defense to the plaintiff, requests from the plaintiff to the defense, back and forth to try to figure out what actually, we made allegations on information and belief, and now we're going to exchange stuff to find out who did what. Right, Denise? Well, that's exactly right. And I think there's something really interesting to note. Mark Davis, the owner of Raiders, was supportive of Gruden in this lawsuit. And Mark Davis and Gruden had previously come to a settlement of their own dispute involving Gruden's um, six years that were left on his contract. So I would love to know the terms of that settlement, but I don't wow, think right? we're ever going to see the light of day. As if they paid him off straight, it'd be 60 million bucks, but that ain't happening. But you know yeah. what? To be honest, yeah. uh, perhaps the NFL and Goodall could use that settlement to show that Gruden was not damaged uh, or that he was made partially whole or as some kind of, That's you know, point, yeah. you know, lessering of their damages. I, I think that I think that they can use that in terms of damages as it relates to the hundred million dollar contract for coaching. But then John Gruden's going to go back and say, well, well, let's just take a look at something here. I didn't want to coach at the end of that 10 years. I really wanted to go back into the booth. Look at all the money I made when I left coaching you know, 20 years ago or whatever and, and then was in ESPN and I had all this stuff. I was making a boatload of money as a broadcaster. What do you think my employability right now is as a broadcaster after these things were leaked? How do I get my yeah. reputation back? Right. Yeah. So he's not only suing for damaged reputation, but he's also suing for the disclosure of private facts and he's also suing for interference perhaps with it. Economic advantage. And something tells me Mark Davis's dad, Al Davis, wherever he is, <laughs> he has since passed on, is looking at Gruden saying, You go, I made a career, a lifetime out of suing the NFL. And didn't, didn't Davis, uh, Mark Davis, file a suit or prepare a suit to file against the NFL as well? He probably did. Yeah. All right, we're at the bottom of our second hour. We'll be back after this. We got more to talk about. Don't go away. We appreciate your listening to Radio Law Talk and remind you, you can do it live on your local radio station, which we appreciate, or online at radiolawtalk.com, where we're live Pacific, 9 to noon, every Saturday. We'll be back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. 
by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM. You can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800 Copays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. I like the Amargosa Valley. Oh, that's down. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. All right, so... We're gonna we're gonna call this next segment, and I really wish Fred were here. We'll call this our uh, the the personal injury segment. This may go uh, between now and through the uh, end of this second hour, but we're gonna cover some cases. We'll start off with some that are in the middle of litigation, and then we'll go to some where the uh, trial litigation has ended, awards been made, and then we'll then we'll talk about appeals. Okay? All right, give me give me a second. Here we go. Stand by. Okay, we're giving you a second. And now, the personal injury segment on Radio Law Talk. Here they are, Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. I feel much more official now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, have, have any of you heard of InfoWars? InfoWars, they're a, uh, well, they, InfoWars and Alex Jones got a lot of conspiracy theories that he touts. And, and one of the ones that was probably the most controversial that I have heard alleged that he has made deals with the Sandy Hook shooting uh, several years ago and what some have alleged a claim on his part that it didn't really happen. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I do know that statements that he has made and and attributable to him as a result of his uh, on-air broadcasting and things that he put in writing about that incident caused him to get in hot water with the families of the victim, and he was sued for uh, defamation, libel, slander. You throw it in there. He was sued, and they were in the middle of litigation. 
And remember last segment we talked about the discovery process starting with the Raiders case, and that's when sides you know, turn over evidence. It's one party makes a, a request for information to the other party, and they have to turn it over and vice versa. Well, you don't want to get cross with the judge when the judge has ordered you to turn over information and you don't do it, right? And you don't do it even though the judge said, yeah, this is discoverable. You have to turn it over. What's the consequence, Denise? Right. Well, this is kind of the process. Yes. Um, you make a request in discovery. You make some kind of demand for documents or for testimony or or for some other type of evidence. And then when you don't turn it over, then the person that made the demand goes to court and gets a motion to compel or to order you to produce documents or to meet that discovery demand. And then after you don't do it again, then sanctions can occur that are very serious sanctions. They can be monetary. They could be, you know, some other kind of, you know, preclusion of an issue. Or they can – the judge has the uh, discretion to actually strike the answer or the petition and either say the, the – uh, dismiss the petition all, or the plaintiff uh, – the complaint altogether or they can uh, – the judge can strike the defendant's statements, right, or the defendant's response. And in that particular case, in this case, the judge struck the defendant's response and now it's proceeding by default. And what was the in, what was the information that was not provided? The information that was not provided, in part, was um, internal company documents um, by Alex Jones um, for his company on Infowars that showed whether and how Jones and Infowars profited from talking about the shooting. Now, the profits would be part of the damages that plaintiffs would be getting, besides just damage to reputation or making public fact, you know, uh, private facts public, or or even just the fact that these um, things that were alleged were false. They have to still prove that. But now the damage issue will go before the jury, whereas the judge now has decided you're in default and the case is going to proceed. Now to the damage phase, as if plaintiffs already proved their case. Now it's just damages. Yeah, so essentially, there normally in a case without any problems, there would be a trial in front of a jury to to discuss or to try to plaintiffs try to prove that defamation or libel had actually occurred. The court's ruling has now deemed resulted in it being deemed that it did occur. And we're just moving right to damages. Now, obviously, um, Alex Jones' attorneys, InfoWars' attorneys, are they've made a statement claiming we did comply with everything that the judge had. We disagree with the judge's ruling. And, and this is one of those. It's probably going to be appealed before there's any trial, before a jury on damages. But what, what, I, what we're pointing out here is it underscores the importance of adhering to court rulings in the discovery process because if everything that the uh, – plaintiff or the defense was alleged to have not turned over is true. If, if that all ultimately turns out to be the case, this is a pretty stiff sanction, but one that is allowed under the law. And so that's a that's that's what happens in the that's our case in the middle of litigation. Infowars. We're going to follow this to see uh, how things turn out. Now we're gonna we're gonna shift from out there to the West Coast, and let's talk about Kobe Bryant's widow. Now. 
Kobe Bryant obviously died tragically in, I think it was January of last year, 2020, in a helicopter accident. All of the folks in the helicopter were deceased. And the allegation is that several emergency responders, uh, members of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department were out there. And in addition to the official duties they were performing, took pictures of the deceased on their private cell phones and are alleged to have disseminated those in the press and or not in the press but uh, privately to individuals and and Kobe Bryant's widow has brought a lawsuit alleging among other things emotional distress that she has and her family have suffered as a result of learning that the photos were disseminated that is the the allegation that is specific to this story we're going to cover right now, Denise. Right. Well, the other um, uh, the families of the other people that are deceased in that same incident, um, they've already settled on this one. So this is literally just going forward on um, Ms. Bryant's yes. claims and her family members' claims. And so so we, we covered something similar to this, uh, I want to say about a month ago. The issue a month ago, and this deals with – this deals with her mental health and evaluations and the status of her mental health and what is this what the county claims Los Angeles County claims is the source of her um, emotional distress because originally the county went to the judge and asked the judge to order Kobe Bryant's widow Vanessa Bryant to undergo a mental health evaluation the theory from the defense was, well, if you say you're suffering from emotional distress, then you need to undergo this mental health evaluation so we can somehow quantify it and find out the source and everything. Because their argument then, as now, is, no, the emotional distress you're suffering is because of the loss of your husband, not because the pictures were disseminated, which in my mind – look, practitioners of personal injury law probably understand the distinction. They go in, they, they get this as essentially a layperson. When it comes to personal injury law, I look at this and I say, really? That's the argument you're going to make? You're going to tell her what what is really causing her emotional distress or try to argue that oh, you're only suffering emotional distress? Be- it's like asking somebody to swim in the non-chlorine section of the pool. You know, I, I just it, – it it's interesting. But anyway. I mean, can you imagine when they look at her therapy notes, you know, and the, and the therapist – I mean, it could be recorded. Could be. It could be video recorded. Or it could be just handwritten notes. And those notes say, you know, Vanessa's so concerned that her family is going to see pictures of, of you know, her family members that are deceased. And um, it, it's very hard to console her. And, you know, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I was Vanessa, I would – that's exactly the type of things I'd be talking oh. to my, my therapist about and trying to work through. Absolutely. So a month ago, the judge denied the request to force Vanessa Bryant to undergo a mental health evaluation. But in a subsequent request by the county, they have said, OK, we don't get that, but we do want the court to order uh, the plaintiffs, Vanessa Bryant, to turn over her therapist notes from the mental health counseling that she is going through right now. Now, there's a, there's a psychotherapist patient privilege that is in play, but the court has ordered that she has to turn that over. Now, I understand the legal ruling there. Normally, there is the patient-doctor uh, privilege that would apply, but as a plaintiff, you're the one that put that in issue. So, so it, it, it's, it's similar to um, when former clients in a criminal defense case, uh, you know, they, they, they allege uh, uh, 
misconduct on the part of their attorney or ineffective assistance of counsel. Well, because they have put that in play, then some otherwise confidential communication may come out as part of the defense. But the court decided, well, you put it in play, so those have to be disclosed. We'll see where that goes. I agree with Denise. You know, if, if those notes are in there that bear that out, that's not going to be good for the defense. Not good at all. Well, Mike, pardon me. My question is, is there no longer under California law, there's a right to privacy. Is that just not there? Well, it's, it also involves the patient client or the patient doctor privilege, right, right, which right. is really super important and a very high privilege to make. But if you put those things at issue, meaning she has to show she has has damages because of her emotional distress. Her emotional distress damages are going to be played out by how much she's paying for therapy, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be right back. Radio Law Talk will continue. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616 for law. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800 that's 800-711-9218. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and 
using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376. That's 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Are Are you serious? Oh, come on. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So back in the uh, first hour of the show, last hour, we talked a lot about Kyle Rittenhouse. One of the things we mentioned was, okay, now that the criminal case is over, it doesn't mean that everything, all things Rittenhouse are over. You know, there's the potential for a federal case, albeit remote, and then we'll have civil cases coming in. And, you know, the list of potential defendants in a, in a civil case would not just be limited to Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, obviously, he'd probably be up front and center. But you know, going for deep pockets, you know, they're going to they're gonna look at the city and look at uh, any public agencies, anybody that might have had a responsibility and whatever hoops they have to jump through to bring a lawsuit against a public agency. You know, that'll be scrutinized by all the lawyers, right? Mm, yes. Maybe they're going to bring a suit against that car dealership that, that Rittenhouse was, uh, you know, allegedly helping to protect. That's right. So and the reason I bring this up as an example of what can happen when when one person engages in an act that injures another and then a public agency can be pulled in for liability happened down in San Diego. Now, now here's the setup for it. This guy's riding his bicycle. Uh, his name's Juan Carlos Vinolo riding his bicycle with nine other cyclists down this uh, this road in San Diego. And a wrong way driver driving the wrong way on this road under the influence of methamphetamine, no less, plowed into the group of cyclists, the 10. Several were injured, but Juan Carlos Vinolo suffered the most injury. He was paralyzed from the waist down as a result of his injuries. And obviously a lawsuit ensued and the city of San Diego was brought in as a defendant in the lawsuit. Under the theory that the bushes were not properly maintained, it obscured visibility, there were high berms that obscured visibility that led to this accident, notwithstanding the driver was traveling the wrong way on the road and under the influence of methamphetamine. And the result, the result of this trial is that the city, because of that lack of maintenance, was determined to be 27% responsible for the ultimate liability 
and got an award from the city, and Mr. Vinolo got an award recently from the city of San Diego in the amount of $24 million that represents 27% of the liability. Now, was this an award or a settlement? I believe this was an award. And, and, and the, reason yeah. why, the reason why I say that is so, – so you get the award, and, and this is what's happening here as a result of hard work by his attorneys and proving it. But two points on this. Um, when it first happened, probably the only people that thought, well, the city might have some liability are the attorneys <laughs> that exactly. he consulted with. But ultimately, the city was determined to be liable to a certain extent to the tune of $24 million. But is that, Denise, when somebody is awarded this amount at the result of a trial, is that the end of it when it comes to the award? Never. Never? Why? Never. Because there's appeals, and appeals can go on and on and on. And usually what happens, um, if if there's a really good reason to appeal it, it's not going to resolve. But if there's not a good reason to appeal it, they can still appeal the decision and then settle it for a lot less because, you know, the plaintiffs just do not want to go through the time it takes and the money it takes to do appeals. They're very expensive. Well, so is $24 million, you know, but I mean, if you think about but it. But they don't have the, money in their pocket if it's going to be appealed. Yeah, they're in a lose-lose situation here, I would think. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think the reason, Todd, that the city got held partially liable, if my memory serves me correctly, is they knew they had communicated somehow that those bushes needed to be trimmed. No, it was because uh, of the, like the no? bike lane. What happened is this is a little island, and in that island, instead of having like a, a, a designated bike lane, yeah. it, the, they said they had it posted that the bicycles ha- could use the whole lane. Ah. And so that you know, it could be foreseeable that if the bicycles are using the whole lane, then it, a car could impact the bicycle, especially a wrong way one where the driver's under the influence. <laughs> that, there you go. That, that was the one that was <laughs> kind of tricky. It, that's it. That was the one that was tricky for me. Was uh, okay. So if uh, I, I get the liability if he's hit and everybody is obeying the law, but you get somebody going the wrong way under the influence of meth. But, you know, hey, look, and, and the articles that we read cited you have that issue, and then you've got the issue with high berms that reduce visibility and right. overgrown bushes yes. and are not able to see. And so, so it was multiple things. Yes. But the question about the methamphetamine driver, was he insured? Did he have any no. means of – see, there you go. So in other words – Does he have any property? No. See, Did he own his own car? Maybe it was leased. Not, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the point is that the guy would have no means of recovering damages were it not for the deep pockets theory. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I'm not aware if he was uninsured or not. Uh, I just assumed. Yeah, We're speculating. So, so if, if, he was, if he was uninsured – well, that, that's that's even worse. If he was insured, you know, that insurance company is like, oh, my. Well, the policy limits. I mean, insurance companies have policy limits. Yeah. So even grand, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be 300, 400, 500,000, but that's not enough to take care of a person who is paralyzed from the chest down, lost a kidney, um, suffered severe spinal injuries. Wow. You know, this is going to be, he'll be in a wheelchair the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. That's pretty severe. For a person who is a cyclist, I mean, look, that's devastating for anybody. But then you've got what my passion was, cycling. I'll never be able to do that again. But you mentioned appeals, right? Yes. So things can go up on appeal. And sometimes the appeals court giveth or maintaineth status quo and the appeals court taketh away. And uh, you might recall that there was the, the Monsanto case. This was the Roundup case. Was that it? Yep. Where uh, – 
where Roundup, the makers of Roundup at some point in time, and it eventually became Monsanto because they purchased the company from the original makers. Anyway, they were the defendant, and there was a, what was it, an $86 million award in the Monsanto case because <coughs> they were ultimately able to prove that there was a link between the product and and health problems to those that were around the product, and that went up on appeal, the amount of the award, probably the propriety of the verdict to begin with, but the appeals court in California has said, yeah, everything looks okay. $86 million, that's what you owe. And no issues with the trial. And so that would be an example of the appeals court giveth or keepeth the status quo. But then there's a young man in New York in a different case that has suffered the taketh away from the appeals court. Isn't mm-hmm. that right, Denise? That's right. This is a uh, this is a young man who was in school, high school in New York, and suffered severe, permanently disfiguring burns oh, yeah. to his face and hands and body as a result of chemicals in his chemistry class. And as a result of the jury verdict, he was awarded sixty million dollars because of the the. Injuries that he suffered. He lost his face, basically, and other things. Exactly. And then it goes to the appellate panel. And what did the appeals court do, Denise? They slashed the award. Slash being the key word there. $60 million was what he got? $60 million after trial? Yes. What did they do? They cut it down to $29 million after appeal. Cut it over in in over one half. They gave him... Was it twelve million for past pain and suffering, and seventeen million for future future struggles? And uh, he's now twenty three years old. Now, look, twenty nine million is is you know no small sum. I mean, it's interesting. That's twenty nine million. That's more than the cyclist who's paralyzed from the waist down got out of San Diego. Right. Right. But. It's still an appeals court comes in and slashes. So the long and short of it is when, when you sue and you get this award after trial, it ain't over. It's not over, folks. Then, you know, when I was in law school, I, a torts professor said, why are bananas a lawyer's favorite fruit? Because they're easy to appeal. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, great, thanks for the dad joke. (laughs) Oh, yes, very. I'm going to, in 20 some odd years, I will use that on a radio show. Thank you very much, Professor Borer. That was my professor's name. name. Yes, yes, especially for torch class. (laughs) Seems apropos. (laughs) That does it for our second hour. Uh, Yeah, if you're on a radio station that does not carry the third hour, hop over to Radio Law Talk. Dot com. Pick us up on the live feed. We'll pick you up at about 6 after the hour. Otherwise, stay tuned. We have our messages coming up, and we'll be back after this. Stay right there. And, uh, yeah, w- of course, we prefer you listen to us on terrestrial radio. But if not, RadioLawTalks.com is always available to you 24-7. We'll be back in a little bit right here. been listening to radiolawtalk.com a copyrighted presentation of radio law talk incorporated
than $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. 